0: This is Jack Wilson from the History of Literature. You're listening to a recorded history podcast. You know what I. Want. I want to talk to Hello and welcome to the Raptors Weekly Podcast. I'm host Sampson Folk. And today I'm joined by a wonderful writer who's been on this podcast a few times before, but she's also the authority figure on all things under the umbrella of the NBA summer vacation. How are you, Katie Heindel?
1: I'm great. I spent all day at a pool, very on brand.
0: Wow. (laughs) A pool is this pool that has access to sun or vice versa?
1: Yeah, an outdoor pool. Sorry, I should have specified, but I feel like if you're hitting up a pool at the end of July, it's probably outdoor.
0: Well, I thought maybe you'd be swimming laps, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> getting ready no. for a triathlon, maybe
1: uh-uh. putting in work. Uh-uh. No, no, that that's that waits until August. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Well, that's soon then. Are you excited for your training to start?
1: Yeah, super. Oh. stoked. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. The first question I have for you today is, which NBA player... Right off
1: the bat, I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's get into <laughs> it.
0: And uh, I'm wondering what you think. Which NBA player would be the most likely to start a band called Democrat Witch Hunt?
1: Um, This is pretty easy to me. Uh, it's Gordon Hayward, because if you didn't know, folks, he... He Is a bit of a Trump supporter,
0: and so you're thinking that Democrat witch hunt would most likely it wouldn't be ironic. It would be it would be very literal.
1: Um, if okay, if we're gonna do we, the question was not whether it was an ironic band, but I'll give you the literal and the ironic. So the literal Gordon Hayward, and then I think for an ironic band, probably Stephen Adams. You
0: <laughs> would fit well. He's got the, he's like a, yeah, a large Jason Momoa who likes to sing. Wait, what, what does he play or does he sing? What do you think?
1: He's, he's going to sing.
0: Wow. He's got a bit of like an Australian (laughs) twang.
1: Mm, Tough to say because plenty of bands like British musicians, Australian musicians, they seem to lose their accent when they sing.
0: And that's why American and Canadian accents are the most pure form of English. I've long held this belief. Thank you for <laughs> affirming. it.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it'd be great if, Steve a- if Steven Adams was the lead man, and he had, like, a guy named Robert on drums. They call him, like, Raza, because they do that in Australia. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I could
1: see that. I could see yeah. that.
0: Come on, Raza. <laughs> we got to play.
1: Anyway. It would kind of be like a reggae rock, like, Mashup style of band.
0: Wow, it wouldn't
1: be very good.
0: <laughs> okay, are we think? Have you watched Community,
1: the mm, show? A little bit.
0: Okay, have you ever seen the episode yeah. where Vaughn has his own band and Pierce joins the band? They sing like kind of reggae music.
1: No, because I don't even know who those people are on the show.
0: <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> we'll go to the next thing. The next thing so that I want to ask.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. We'll put a pin in it. We'll table it until you uh, you catch up on community. Do you think it's cruel that guys like Eric Gordon can get their body fat percentage to roughly 7-8% but still have chubby faces? How is that fair?
1: No, I think it's pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it's pretty endearing. I think if the league was full of like chiseled face uh, cheekbones that could you know cut glass like Serge Ibaka... It would be pretty severe all the time. So it's nice to have guys like Eric Gordon, Kyle Lowry, our own Kyle Lowry, um, stepping up in the in the chubby cheeks department.
0: But Kyle Lowry, when he gets his fat percentage down, he doesn't have chubby cheeks anymore. The 2015-16 season. I
1: feel like even when you look at some pics of Kyle celebrating. The big win, everybody, if you haven't heard about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> he looks so happy, and you can see his little chubby cheeks. He's definitely not where he was, and no, he's like maybe a couple face fat percentages down from Eric Gordon, but he's still got like a nice fleshed out face. Okay.
0: As a guy who holds the fat in his face before anywhere else, I just I have a couple qualms with that uh, whole thing. To get, into your main <laughs> to get into your main thing, the thing of which you have so much fame for outside of the Basketball Feelings newsletter, mm-hmm. how do you go about compiling all the data for the NBA Summer Vacation Watch? It seems like a lot of work to me.
1: Yeah, it is. And it, but it's a labor of love, so it doesn't really feel like work. Um, I'll let you in on a little secret. For the last two years... So this column, this is now its third summer going strong, which is amazing and I'm really grateful and happy to have it. But for the past two years I would just kind of web scour um, players' Instagram accounts, like Twitter accounts. Occasionally they would go rogue and like this I'm glad this is kind of gone, but in years past Snapchat was still a huge thing. I feel like that is now out with a lot of players that got because for Snapchat you kind of have to find other Others like, because I didn't. I refused to get Snapchat, (laughs) so I would have to find it from other places. But this year, um, I started a. I don't. I wouldn't call it a burner account because I take it seriously. But I started an Instagram account for Basketball Feelings, and I follow exclusively NBA players. So. Players are mostly now using, like, moments that then they are sharing actual photos of where they are when they're there. So this is an experiment in how people are using social media through the years. But so what I do throughout the week is basically just, like, screen cap trips uh, and, like, interesting instances of where players are. And then if it feels a little light, if it's getting into midweek and, you know, there's still, there's some gaps to be filled, then I basically go... Uh, deep sea diving into the depths of every team's roster.
0: And so when you're looking at that stuff, do you ever have to sleuth anything? Like, is there any TMZ supplied photos or do you have any contacts out in like Barbados that you say like, hey, listen, you got any NBA players coming in? Anything of that sort?
1: (laughs) No, but like, I kind of want to get to that point. if only because of how, like, there are certain trips this year that seem to replicate every week. Like, every single week since the summer has started, there's been an NBA player at, Lake Como. Um, and I'm truly, like, is there a timeshare situation going on there? Is there, like, does someone have, like, a line out on agents? And they're like, yeah, get your guys to come stay at my beautiful villa. Um, because that oh. is a really popular location.
0: If you ever need a Porto Vallarta contact, I'm your True. guy.
1: Why aren't you out there scouring the streets?
0: (laughs) doesn't seem that fun. (laughs) It's so hot here. Walking around (laughs) during the day is like death.
1: Um, But no, I feel like I don't want to brag, but I feel like a lot of these trips, I'm getting to them before TMZ.
0: You are a super sleuth then. Well done.
1: (laughs) Thank you.
0: You're a regular I just take it
1: like way too, probably way too seriously than anybody should.
0: So like what Blake is to spreadsheets, you are to summer vacation watch. Is that? Yeah, that's a okay. pretty
1: apt. I think that's an extremely apt comparison. Thank you.
0: I'm, I'm very glad to have made it then. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying everybody's repeating things. Do you think that, and this leads to my next question, if you're repeating what somebody else did, do you think that's kind of tacky or given the money they have, do you think that NBA players are, are on the whole really good or bad at vacationing or is that too judgy and pretentious already?
1: Like if guys are taking similar trips or the same trip? Sure. Is that what you meant? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh no, I feel like they're they're just look, they're just like us. I I mean, I feel like there are times when vacation destinations get really hot amongst like a group of friends. Like Maybe last year and the year before, it seemed like everybody I knew was going to Mexico City. And it's an amazing place, so of course. But it just really seemed like that was the trend. So, you know, I think people forget as much as like not all NBA players are friends. They're all technically colleagues. And if someone has a good trip and they sort of see or hear about it from someone else, it's a pretty insular world. So I think they take tips from each other. Um, I think they like, you know, are just as easily influenced of like, by Instagram or by what they see. And they're like, hey, that trip looks sick. I want to go there. Some of them are like, definitely way more adventurous. Like Stephen Adams is always just like going to really far flung, interesting locations where you're like, how'd you end up there, buddy? But it seems like pretty, uh, like up his alley. And other guys just want like a chill place where they know that they can relax. So of course, they're gonna ask. There are other friends in the league where that should be. So, no, I don't think, like, there's no judgment, Samson. Like, there's no judgment in the (laughs) summer vacation lunch. I mean, there is obviously judgment. That's also the point of it. But the judgment system, I don't know if you've noticed, is extremely arbitrary.
0: (laughs) Okay, definitely. Well, since we've identified that there's a floor and the floor is quite high, as long as they enjoy themselves and their people and they deserve happiness, is there a ceiling? Like you mentioned Stephen Adams, but who else has been doing an exceptional job? Kevin Love comes to mind. He's touring everywhere, taking a lot of uh, thirst trap pictures where he mm-hmm. looks fantastic. but is <laughs> is there people who do a really good job consistently? This is year three for you.
1: Yeah. So there are some rules. So I do have some like parameters when we when I set out to do this because for me, it's not a vacation if guys are just like, working out on the beach or in a pool as much as I want to see players in those locales in the summer. So that doesn't count. So there is such a thing as a shitty vacation in that sense. (laughs) Um, And then as far as like the ceiling this summer, it's probably been Serge Ibaka so far because as soon as the season was over, that guy took off and he went on vacation for like three weeks straight.
0: Well, Sergio Baca, I feel like, has always done things his own way, you know, and to nobody's chagrin. Yeah. I think everybody really likes what he's been doing. Is the mix between work and pleasure called the Buddy Healed Quotient? Is that is?
1: is yeah. He the example? So yeah, that was a good example uh, in this past vacation Watch. So it was like a summer vacation wash stalemate, we'll say. So <laughs> the way that you the way that you break a stalemate or decide whether or not it's a vacation. So basically what happened is Buddy Heald went to the Bahamas, but he's from the Bahamas. So the question is, of course, is he technically on vacation? Um, For this instance, he stayed at like a beautiful, I would say traditionally more vacation oriented hotel. And he took a couple day trips to like beautiful islands. One island seemed to have a lagoon full of like, like ramped up pool inflatables. um, And he did post a picture of him post-workout on the beach, but he didn't post any pictures of him working out on the beach, which is important. He just looks like appropriately, like sweaty and like satisfied (laughs) with like the ocean in the background.
0: Right. Do you (laughs) dive into the difference between, you know, an upkeep workout and an NBA workout? Because when Kyle Lowry trimmed down, Got super jacked. That those weren't work upkeep workouts.
1: No, I don't care about the no. This that's like workout watch, which is not what I'm interested in. <laughs> okay. You, maybe you could you could do that, but I am not doing that. So no. Any workout, I don't care. Like it's not what like it's not what I'm trying to see. It's not what the people are following. Summer vacation watch for. So, with the buddy thing, how you break the stalemate is you stare uh, at the photos. <laughs> That like right. causes stalemate to begin with, and if you find yourself kind of smiling, uh, then the more you agree, it's a vacation. Well, yeah. that's quite <laughs> interesting. Yeah, you can trust your uh, gut in that sense. But as far as like ceilings, you know, you know, there's like a summer vacation watch MVP that I've named every summer. Uh, the first year it was Patty Mills. The second year, last year, it was Jimmy Butler, um, and this year. It's like, Serge is a extremely strong contender. I'd say that he actually has no... I don't know if anyone else is really in the running. You know, Chris Bosch is having a fantastic vacation right now, but I'm also like, he's not technically in the league anymore.
0: So if you're watching Serge Ibaka, and I brought up Kevin Love earlier, so let's just put those oh, two Oh yeah, let's
1: talk it. about Kevin Love. Let's talk about Kevin Love because that's a good example of like how you can kind of... Like steer a vacation wrong by trying too hard, <laughs> <laughs> because if you want to talk about ceilings and like vacations that seem unobtainable, Kevin Love basically just like remote helicoptered himself and his girlfriend and their like puppy to a bunch of like remote locations in northern BC. Um, who held, like honestly just like places you're like why like why are you on a glacier? kayaking shirtless um and he like airdropped all the equipment so he was like going around on ATVs see kayaks like and like beautiful glamping style tents so to me and yeah he, yeah he had his shirt off the whole time so he was trying to do this like hot girl summer thing but it it was like trying a little too hard
0: He went for hot girl summer but he ended up with the city boys is what you're saying
1: yeah he's just kind of like Like, we all see you, Kev. Just kind of, like, take it down (laughs) a notch. Enjoy yourself. Don't make it so much, like, here's my, like, curated vacation.
0: So once you start bordering Instagram influencer level, that's Mm -hmm. points taken away. Because then it's a job.
1: Yeah, because the joy of vacation, especially, like, NBA players on vacation, is it's honestly, like, sometimes so foreign to them that they're kind of, like, what am I doing? Wow, where am I? And, like, that's so endearing and, like, part of the joy of it. And then you've got Kevin Love just, like, ripping around topless on an um, ATV on a glacier. And you're like, yeah, Kev, it's... like, you, you, I feel like you could do this every day.
0: Maybe that's <laughs> his version of a workout. Maybe he really likes helicopters.
1: True. <laughs> True. Um, Maybe but what were you going to say the... if we, like put them head to
0: head well who, who comes the closest to Serge it sounds like he's the runaway but you know for a long time people thought Luca was going to win rookie of the year and then suddenly Trey Young had a big <laughs> spike and everybody's like maybe it's Trey Young now and the longevity of Serge and Luca might stand out a bunch but there's a bunch of people who are really eager to declare the newbies you know the winners is there is there anything like that
1: yeah, I gotta say that, like, oftentimes it's, like, the kind of rookies and randos that really surprise you, because I think they end up taking these crazy vacations because no one is paying attention to them, really. Um, so, They pull up from is what br- you're saying. Extremely deep. And I'll be deep diving to find them, and then I'm like, who the hell is this guy having the time of his life? So, it could still happen, um, but as of yet, like... It, and it's weird to say, because they're teammates, but I think Siakam is, like, the closest to Serge. Wow. Yeah.
0: Has he—would w- you join—I've kind of wanted to start a petition so that he gets to wear the goggles he wore after the championship <laughs> on the court. Just because I—and, like, if we can stitch, like, a Cameroon flag on him, and so when we see him run in transition, it would be goggles and cape. Would you sign that petition?
1: Like the cape comes out on its own velocity? Like when he hits a certain speed, the cape
0: comes out? Yeah, when he's unimpeded, when he's got... It's kind of like the 88 miles per hour, that type of thing. It triggers the cape.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like if we theoretically had that technology, sure, I'd sign the petition.
0: (laughs) Good. Well, you know, I think you would just have to steal something from like a wind turbine... One of those meters that measures like wind speed. You apply to each shoulder, and then you adjust. You get like an Arduino, and you, you do the coding for it to respond. Get a little shoot. Yeah. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Yes,
1: yes, yeah, so easy, so so straightforward.
0: That's yeah. See, that's what I was thinking. But also, yeah. extremely aesthetically pleasing. Wouldn't that be cool as hell if they had capes it, come out when would, they went to dunk?
1: I mean, not everybody, but it would be pretty cool.
0: Who who is and, the player you most you don't want to see have a cape when they dunk?
1: Huh. Mm. Interesting. Marcus uh, Gasol, probably right. <laughs> uh, like on the Raptors? No, I think Gasol. I feel like Gasol would maybe just get like tangled up in it, and he might hurt himself. So I don't right. want to see it, just so he can be safe. Um, <laughs> like maybe Kevin Durant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Th- that's yeah. a fair one. Yeah. Getting back to the summer vacation watch, please. Who's va- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whose vacation have you been the most envious of?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Good. 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 Cue. Um. Let's see. You know, um, Pagasal is doing this thing this summer, and he did this last summer too, where it honestly feels like he just like steps out in Spain and then he like gets lost or like forgets where he's going, like to the grocery store or something. And then he ends up off like the coast of Italy or like in the Spanish interior, at, a, at like a beautiful vineyard. Um, and he always just is like, wow, here I am. What a beautiful place. <laughs> taking like selfies of him with the place in the background. So I feel like I'm very envious of his means to do that. And also his reaction and like permanently getting lost and being happy about it.
0: So you appreciate the wanderers is what you're saying. Yeah.
1: He's a real wanderer. And I think, uh, has like a real joy of like where everywhere he ends up. But then I'm also sometimes like envious of just extremely regular shit. Um, like, CJ McCollum a couple weeks ago got his hands on like a mobility scooter at the grocery store and it looked like he was loading up to like go to like a like a barbecue or like a beach party or something because he his, the basket on the scooter was just filled with ice and chips and like snacks and he's wearing pool slides and in the video he just is reversing in a circle
0: hello I'm Jack Wilson I'm here to tell you about my podcast the history of literature hello this is edgar allan hello. Hello. Oh, hello i'm elizabeth bennett star hello, of the come, on hello. come on in i'm emily Dickinson. hello in room. This, this is bartleby hello it's me lady Macbeth. the scrivener whoa on the history of literature we journey through the world of great books taking a look at everything from the epic of gilgamesh to contemporary classics we talk to authors and professors and once in a while we have a special guest
1: Hello, I'm Oliver Twist. The
0: History of Literature podcast with Jack Wilson.